Well, it's kind of like um, Memphis is like that. There's West West Memphis, which is in Arkansas, and then Memphis, which is in Tennessee. Oh, how awful to have to be in either one of those. Oh, well, I mean, I think I would like it, but when I drove through, it was all construction, so it ended up being my worst part of the whole trip, so I hated it. But the Bass Pro Shop there is like a giant pyramid, which I, you know, a lot of these cities are named, like, there's a Memphis, Egypt, so I think that's where they get the pyramid from, but there's a giant Bass Pro Shop pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. That is so strange. Yeah, I don't get it either. When I think about a Bass Pro Shop in Tennessee, I imagine it looking like a cathedral, not a pyramid. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. Um, I learned that Cairo, I learned that a city called Cairo, Illinois, existed because of an X Men comic. When they, you, what the city exists because of an X Men comic, or you know of it because of an X Men? Well, I, I guess maybe it. it I, I learned about the existence of Cairo, Illinois, because Chris Claremont wrote it into an issue of X Men when Storm was de-aged and went through the Siege Perilous. Were you reading X Men comics then? Oh, you're such a fucking nerd. I don't understand any of the words you're saying. All right, so this is another good little conversation while we wait on your fucking pizza rolls. So there was like a weird reboot of the X-Men in the uh, early 90s where they where they went through this device, like a, a, it's kind of like a Stargate for lack of a better term, called the Siege Perilous, which this goddess told them, we can fix everything like things were going to shit she said i can fix everything you just got to accept your fate and go through this so all the x-men went through so is at the end of the outback x-men so if you ever read x-men during the outback x-men time it was during that time so they all walk through the siege perilous and then all of a sudden the next like 12 issues colossus doesn't know who the x-men are storm is a little girl again you know dazzler doesn't know who anyone is all their memories are kind of erased. As a kid, I hated it. But as an adult, I realized, like, oh, it, it's just a way to kind of reboot. It's a good way to get, like, a years-long stories out of this without retreading shit. So that's when that's when Storm met Gambit. She was a uh, – that's when Gambit was introduced. Storm was like a 12-year-old girl again because she had gone through the Siege Perilous. And she came out in Cairo, Illinois, as opposed to Cairo, Egypt. And that's when Jubilee was introduced. That's when Jim Lee took over for Mark Silvestri. Um, why, why did she come out in Illinois? Did this machine not know the difference between Egypt and the U.S. Midwest? Really explained. So after they go through it, it never really explained why each one was sent where they were. So Colossus was just like a Russian painter in New York, and fell in love with uh, Callisto, who was unuglied at that point. <laughs> Morlocks, uh, right? And then Dazzler became like a movie star and a singer in Hollywood. And there was a whole issue where she was, like, uh, stalked by a producer. And then who else? So Storm was a kid. Dazzler was that. Uh, I don't remember what happened to Havoc. Uh, Wolverine. I don't know. If, oh, Wolverine didn't go through it, I don't think. And maybe it was just captured by the Reavers and the Outback and tortured. And ended up getting saved by Jubilee, who Gateway somehow took her to... The Outback, and he pulled her off a cross. It's like a famous cover, Wolverine on the cross. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So I remember as a kid being like, all I want, like, as a kid, all you want is what you're comfortable with. So I remember being really upset as a kid. And they also had a bunch of fill-in artists. So it was kind of between Sylvester and Jim Lee. They would have fill-in guys. I remember being really pissed about that as a kid. Because when you have, we I think we talked about this, but when you have the subscription, you get the issue no matter what. So if there's a fill-in guy who you think sucks... 
you're you can't not buy the issue because you already bought it. But yeah, that's pretty pretty interesting time. It was kind of a reboot without a reboot. Um, but at some point, I think they just all got back together, and it's like, oh, fuck, Inferno happened. So none of this shit matters. But those are some good issues. The X-Men reformed. So the X-Men were dead. That's a big thing. The X-Men were dead. So if you knew of the X-Men, they were dead. It was all on caught on film, basically. It was the end of the Mutant Massacre or whatever. So a new X-Men team started on Muir Island with Banshee, Forge, Polaris, who was super strong at that point. She was like She-Hulk. She lost her magnetic powers and became super strong. Who else? Legion. You never saw that issue? You never read when this was happening in the X-Men? There you go. This is a chaser right here, just you talking for six minutes about no, I, the history of, you never, you never, of Claremont's X-Men. You never read those issues, though? No, I, I never read those issues. I didn't pick up anything until uh, X-Men number one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. So you're more of like blue team, gold team. X- I was a blue team guy, yeah. And then for my birthday one year, my aunt got me a subscription to Uncanny. I was so upset. Was that, so Uncanny at that point was like Will Sportaccio and... No, it was uh, it was John Romita. Oh, yeah, he had come back. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, Will said... So 281 is like the first... I think that's the number of the the first like kind of split. Like we have a gold team and a blue team was like 281. So Romita came back in like the either the late 290s or the early 300s. I know he was the artist for X-Men. Uncanny 300, I know he was the artist. It's funny, I'm staring at my box of X-Men comics right now. I'm not going to go get them, but I think, you know, that was it. Um, but yeah, that was a weird time. Like, you had terrible costume designs. Like, Jean Grey costume was fucking horrible. Shoulder pads and shit. And then, I don't know, it was a weird thing where, like, it was almost like a crossover within the X-Men books. But who knows, now there's like, now there's like six Doctor Strange books. So, who the fuck knows... Yeah, so my subscription, I guess, came in after the time of Sylvester and Lee, but before Joe Mad came on. Right, so you were already, or you had come in after Gambit was introduced, after Jubilee was introduced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, when Gambit, like, like these... You were both on the blue team. Right. The blue team was most of the cartoon, right? The cartoon was kind of focused on the blue team. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, that's, that's where I came in, was with the cartoon, so... Right. No, so, I mean, I have, like, all those, like, when Gambit showed up, like, I specifically remember, oh, and then there's a great, uh, oh, man, there's a great, like, three-parter. You should check it out. Maybe there's only two issues. Maybe there's three. So, Wolverine's trying to track down Psylocke, who, that's when she became the ninja Asian, right? Prior to that, she was the British telepath. Um, She goes through the Siege Perilous, comes out an Asian ninja who works for the Hand. So Wolverine goes to Madripoor to, to basically like collect her, right or something like that. But there's a great issue that's uh, set in the past, like set in the '40s, that's uh, Black Widow, Captain America, and Wolverine um, in Madripoor. So Wolverine as Patch basically is wearing a suit. I think uh, that's an amazing issue. It's a single issue. It's fucking fantastic. Um, and then after that is two issues of Wolverine and Jubilee, who was just introduced in Madripoor fighting Psylocke and uh, the Mandarin and the Hand. Um, those are great, like, post-Siege Perilous, Perilous issues. Yeah, you should check that shit out. That, that one issue is great. It's a famous cover, too. Captain America, Wolverine, and uh, uh, Black Widow. It's a Jim Lee cover. I have seen that, too. Yeah. Oh, so that shit's good. So why don't you go check on your goddamn food? 
Yeah, let me go do that. Uh, if you want to keep talking, go ahead. <laughs>